I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots, it's number 36 on the Top 40 Countdown, and this is with one of my favorite comedy friends. Excuse me, I just <clears throat> had a little too much Diet Coke. Chris motherfucking Porter. This was when his new special at the time, uh, A Man from Kansas, came out. It's incredible. Go watch it. It's linked in the show notes. He's great. He was one of the first comics to take me on the road to open for him. Just an all-around good guy, a, a fucking just genuine He's just a good dude, and you hear that here. If you're not familiar with him for some fucking reason, now you get to know him. Go see him live, because he literally is, like, next-level road dog in terms of touring, and it's just a fucking great show that he puts on. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Go follow him at the links of the show notes. He's great. I'm glad he's in this countdown. I'm not surprised at all. I'm very grateful uh, him letting me open for him in the clubs he did definitely opened some doors for me and those doors continue to open more doors and that's how it works. You help out the people you like, you help out your friends and I'm grateful to have a friend like Chris who has, uh, you know, given me a little help getting in these doors. I get by with a little help from my friends. All right. Enough out of me. Enjoy this episode. Number 36 on the top 40 episodes of all time. Chris Porter. Hey, idiots. That's what I call my listeners. I'm, I'm very respectful. No, I feel the hair and the fuzz. What is it? It's not. It's probably in my mouth and I'm going to swallow it. You guys, I'm talking about a fuzz, not anything else. For everyone <laughs> yeah. listening, um, I'm here with the wonderful Chris Porter. Hilarious. Hello. Comedian man. How are you? I'm well. I've coerced him into my hotel room. Yes. So that I don't have to take off and the towel our, on my head. And we have our pants on. We do. It's. Honestly, a first for me. And <laughs> you should be honored that I was so willing to put on pants. <laughs> That's how much I respect you. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I just want to I want to talk to you about being a man from Kansas. You're literally he's literally wearing a sweatshirt that says Kansas. Yeah. Where were you born? Kansas. Well, no shit. <laughs> what part? Shawnee. Shawnee. Which is like a small suburb of Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. So is that where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in Shawnee, and then um, a lot of places in Kansas are named after uh, Native American tribes. Oh, Shawnee and and Shawnee. There's others. Shawnee, and uh, <laughs> that sounds like Topeka. it's named after women. I've like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, if you meet a girl named Shawnee, run. She's <laughs> at the end of the bar with a long ash at the end of her cigarette. Yeah, that should have been my mom's name. She wants early almond brothers played all the time. <laughs> Uh, no, so I grew up kind of, I call it the rural suburbs. Like, okay. My friends, some of my friends had farms, but we lived like in a neighborhood. Oh, okay. But the next neighborhood was two miles away. Okay. So you guys were just this isolated neighborhood. Yeah. And then there would be like farm, farm, another new neighborhood. So we were like at the very beginning of. Mo- sub- okay. suburbanization and now you go out there all the farms are gone and it's all neighborhoods is that sad i don't know uh yeah i mean a little bit but also not really because i mean we saw it coming like yeah we're not gonna need these farms forever well like even when we lived there the one guy they were begging they were just offering him way too much money because they they were gonna make it all back so but yeah. the guy was like i'm not leaving i got my kids are in school and then i think as soon as his kids graduated he he's was like, like give me that money Ka-ching. what kind of farms are they do you know are uh they just different? cattle just small they weren't big farms oh. they were just you know people that had maybe 50 acres 100 acres oh just modest yeah and so then, didn't like reek of cow poop it's not like when you drive to chino california no th- what the problem with where i grew up was we weren't too far from the dump Yum. So if the winds changed, it was horrifying. Did you ever have like tornado blow trash? Uh, no. I've been in a million tornado warnings and watches. Have you? But have I've you ne- ever? Never seen one. Never seen one. No. The closest it came, I saw the cell that 
I, I was out on my porch and I saw the cell that produced a tornado. What does that even mean? Like I saw the clouds. Oh, okay. You can and, see them start to form. And you could see like they were, you know, it gets like a weird green color when it gets that severe. The clouds Whoa. do. And so, and then you, also watching the news, they're like, here's where the tornado is. And you're like, oh, well, that's right over there. And uh, but I, I've never actually seen like a live tornado. Really? I've been in softball size hail. Ow. <laughs> and well, they get a lot of hail there. We're in the house. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. We were in the house. You know, just out there like, wow, look at this. It's a miracle. No, we were in the basement because it was like just all these tornadoes were hitting. And uh, I was at my buddy's house and I remember going upstairs to get probably more beer or something. <laughs> and uh, like you just heard. Foomp. Foom. And it was these soft, and I saw one hit. It was these softball size hailstones. Oh, shit. And, and it was while there was a bunch of wind and stuff? Oh, yeah. And there's like literally tornadoes hitting all around us. Was this that night of a thousand tornadoes or whatever? Were you alive for that? Uh, I mean, I don't think Is that so. even a thing or just in a movie? Yeah, I, think, I think that's a USA <laughs> Network thing. Yeah. I, mean, I, was like, I, I don't know why I decided at a very young age. I was like, obviously, this is based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like. You know, there's just some nights where a lot of tornadoes are reported. Usually it's the same tornado. Oh, it's just a lot of people reporting. But it's just a lot of people going, here's a tornado here. And they're like, so we have reports of tornadoes here and here and here and here. And it might be one. It might be two tornadoes. Oh, okay. But But you've never had to. I've never like been. The the worst I was ever affected by a storm was that night. uh, It broke my car window and flooded my car. That sucks. I had a Walkman I just bought and never listened to. A Walkman. Right? God, that was like back in Walkman days. This had to be like 95, 96. You're like, I've saved up. I'm getting a Walkman. I didn't even say, like, it was the nicest. Remember Emerson? No. Emerson (laughs) was like the Walmart brand. And like, so you could get like a... uh, (laughs) <laughs> like you could get like a Walkman that had all the bells and whistles, like you know the digital tuner, like all the shit that I say now. It's like hilarious. Yeah, because like, it's so out of date. Because like it had like the thing where like the I don't know it was called EMS or something where like it could find the gaps in the in between the songs. Oh wow! So like you could hit fast forward and it would just stop in between songs instead of having to find it yourself. Oh, wow. But, like, you could, the Emerson, like, they weren't well-made, but they'd last for a little bit if you were lucky. And But, like, mm. you would do all the shit, and you'd pay, like, 30 bucks or whatever for oh, it. Oh, wow. Instead of 100 bucks. But they couldn't last for a hailstorm. But it, yeah, and it just sat there float. I saw it floating, and I was like, well, that's the end of Damn. that. Damn. Did you ever have to do tornado warning drills in elementary school? Oh, yeah, we did them every month. Okay, wait, because we had to do these when I lived in southern Mississippi. Were yours go out in the hallway and put a book on your head? We didn't put a. That's a we very, put textbooks over oh, our that's heads. That's a Mississippi thing. No, we just. Uh, we have like one of the lowest education systems. We just, I think, if not the lowest. Yeah, I think we're always uh, going back and forth with Arkansas. Yeah, and Alabama is always trying to yeah. get you to run for your money. It's that little triangle. And uh, the miseducation triangle. Yeah. <laughs> the half tard triangle. Yeah, those are my people. <laughs> so uh, no, we just went to the basement. Oh, you guys had a basement. We yeah. Oh, that seems more. Well, I remember our, our elementary school first through third was not air conditioned because that was like the original elementary school, and then fourth through sixth you got air conditioning because you were in the ex- oh wow the newer part of the building, and then fourth grade you were in the basement. Oh shit! And it was like kind of in the cool. basement. Uh, yeah, I mean, there wasn't any light, which kind of sucked. So, like, there was definitely a year where, like, you had a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you didn't care because, like, you had air conditioning all of a sudden. Like, it was the first oh, year. Oh, that's how they, like, made it okay. They're yeah. like, we'll start the fourth graders there because that's when you get the AC. But also then during the tornado drills, all these kids came into your classroom. You're like, don't touch my stuff. Get out of my space. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Was it multiple? Did you live in a town so small that it was, like, one grade? No. Per class had, per grade? I think we had three classes per grade. Okay, that's about the town I grew up in when I was little. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. Cause My I, graduating class was 105, 110. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mine was like 300, but I ended up in Alaska. It's a whole thing. <laughs> this isn't about me. Um, Wow, a basement. That makes so much sense. Was it super hot before that? When you were like kindergarten to second grade, they're just letting kids melt in a classroom? Well, I mean, they would, and that was the thing, was they don't just give heat days to just the first or third graders so even if you had air conditioning you still got if it was a heat day you, you guys still got, got heat off. days yeah 
like you never got heat days. Now they have them all the time. Like the shit pussies they or all, the world's melting. I'm not dude, sure. We used to get four inches of snow and they wouldn't call school. What? But they'll give you a heat day. Well, they yeah, and they give you a heat day when it was like 110 degrees with 100 percent humidity, like uh, where it was literally unhealthy for you to go to like leave your home. Yeah. Now kids like I'll be at home and they'll get like. There'll be forecasts for four inches of snow, and they'll call school. Yeah, kids are pussies. Meanwhile, like, we always joked in high school, like, there's no way the school isn't getting kickbacks from the tow company. Because <laughs> you get four inches of snow, and they'd be like, we're doing it. Let's get out and there. And just, you know, you're 16, you're just learning to drive. Yeah, you're like, mother of God. And now you're learning how to drive in the snow. I remember I had to ditch my car because the idiot in front of me ditched his car and his ass end was sticking out and, and you just I was couldn't like, get around i couldn't get around because the snow plow was coming up the other way it was like this like weird like driving test there's three inches of snow and they're like it's an apocalypse and i was like well i can't stop so i had to just put it in the ditch i remember i got out and i yelled at that kid so much i was like wow. what the fuck is wrong with you? how can you can't fucking drive you idiot that's so interesting because i take being able to drive in inclement weather for granted yeah. because i learned to drive in alaska so i was like yeah you just learn to drive on that's where you yeah. learn to drive is the snow and then summer comes and you're like wow this is so easy so, yeah there's so like you're in the back you're not even driving that's why i get so crazy in la when people are so stupid when it rains and oh, <laughs> like oh yeah. slow down slow yeah, down it's like it's just raining. take a fucking breath dude I'm 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 same way. I'm like, no, we can do the speed limit. It's like you can drive. Like it's Everything's your fine. car is built to handle rain. Yeah, the, there's ridges in your tires. It's like that's for what, this very purpose. It's what they're there for. So how far were you from Kansas City? Well, I mean, just like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it no from Kansas City, probably like 30 minutes. Yeah. But it was like 20 minutes to shit to do. Yeah. So yeah. is it like a big, we're going into the city Oh, day. I remember me and my buddy. So there's like an area of Kansas City called the Plaza or the Country Club Plaza, depending on how you say it. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's like the original outdoor mall. And it's all Spanish architecture. And it's from like 1928. So it's all well done. I love that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of hotels around. So me and my buddy, on like Sunday, that's like what we did was we'd go down to the plaza and just walk <laughs> around because like where we lived... There was nothing that you couldn't just walk around. We just wanted it. It was like a nice day. And now it's like, and we used to come to school on Mondays and people would be like, what'd you guys do? I'm like, what do you want to walk down on the plaza? And they're like, you drove all the way to the plaza. That's like, so funny. It's like, yeah, it's half an hour. But we had all day. And my buddy had, remember a geo tracker? Oh my God. Right? My buddy had a geo tracker. So we'd throw the top down and what it was like a fun ass drive. Jesus, whatever happened to Geo's? Did that whole company get absorbed by somebody? Well, Geo was always owned by Chevy. Oh, uh, okay. So they just stopped making it. They were like, yeah, nobody needs a Geo. Geo trackers were cool, though. Geo, all the Geo's were cool at the time. Yeah, they were cool, like, high school. I mean, that was also the time of the Dodge Neon. <gasps> Dodge Neon's like the America's rental car. Very disposed. <laughs> I mean, all those cars were, like, the Geo Metro was a three-cylinder. The engine was so small, like, it showed up to the factory in a box. Yeah, whoa. Like, normally, engines show up in crates. Yeah, and they're like, here it is. It's in a shoebox. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> it's like, it says Lego on the side. Like, yeah, we can, we can build something out of this. Absolutely. And the tracker was hilarious. Like, you had to get out to, like, lock the hubs to put it in four wheels. Yeah, drive. like a poor man's Jeep. Oh, it's absolutely what it was. Or just yeah. like a kid's Jeep. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, a little bit bigger than one of those Barbie cars. It was like a My First Jeep. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I remember just... That's so funny. Just people used to just go to the mall. And oh, now yeah. it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do people even leave their house anymore? I there's still like cities and towns where people still go to the mall. Like I was in Syracuse and it was eighty degrees outside. It was like the most beautiful day. And that mall was fucking packed. Wow, good for Syracuse. Yeah. For not knowing about Amazon. <laughs> Right. And I mean, it is like it's fun to go shopping or hang out with friends. But then I'm like, not not enough. Yeah. And I mean, but I'm also a dude. So, like, I'll go shopping with a girl. Yeah. You know, if she wants to go walk around the Grove or whatever. It's like women love shopping. But I, I like shopping. <laughs> I don't mind it. Like, I have fun, especially with a girl. She was like, does this look good? No. You know. I, I love know. that. Like, no. Everything she says. Especially with a girl, so I can make her feel bad about her outfit choices. 
<laughs> I just the only time I get upset when I'm shopping with someone is if they impede because I shop very quickly. I usually yeah. know what I'm looking for. You go in, you and find I can it. just kind of run through a rack and just kind of like a scanner. Beep, beep, yeah, beep, there it be is. Like, or at least know, yeah, there's nothing here I want. Yeah. And you know, sometimes people are like, mainly girls are like, well, let's let's. I'm like, no, I've already seen it. Like, I don't need to browse. Yeah, when I go with people who want to look at every fucking thing, yeah, we're done. I'm like, no part of you thinks you're gonna buy one of those fur coats. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going through that rack? We came here for sandals. Yeah. So this is a complete left turn. You need to relax. Fuck. Was it weird? Okay. I've made up in my mind that there's a secret rivalry between the Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. Is that a thing? No. Were you guys ever like, uh, give me, give us back our name? No. I mean, you always make. I mean, just because KU and MU and K State and MU used to play each other, like that happened. But then yeah. that went away because Missouri joined the SEC. Oh shit! So they're not in our conference anymore. So we don't play them at all. Oh. And so, like, even that went away. And it's like most people live on one side and work on the other. Yeah. Like, it's not a huge deal. It's just one city that happens to cross. Yeah. I mean, some people, like, if anything, they make fun of a certain county, different counties. I was like, which county's the worst? Like, Johnson County, where I grew up, is definitely known as, like, the rich white county. Oh, okay. Uh, Although there's definitely, definitely not the part I grew up in. the part like South, like Overland Park and Blue Valley and all yeah, that yeah. stuff is definitely like the ritzy. And then Mission Hills is also in Johnson County, but that and that's like the Uber rich. Wow. But there's also like Ward Parkway, which is just Mansion Avenue, and that's on, that's in Missouri. Ooh, there were so many rich people in the middle of the country. Oh yeah. There's rich people everywhere. The Midwest elite. There's rich people in Alaska. I know. There's a lot of rich people. I had friends with houses that I was like, this is stupid. But also. This is unnecessary. The the house you can get in Alaska for $500,000 is a house you can't. Well, in California, yeah, it would be be a shack. Or even in Kansas City, it would probably be $1.5 million. Yeah. It's fucking. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like a lot of stuff is expensive in Alaska, but I don't know the housing market because it never. I never had to worry yeah. about it. Yeah. But that's, I want to kind of talk to You're talking about a state friends. that literally pays people who live there. Like, please come. I wonder when they're going to stop. Well, my friends are complaining because it's getting too crowded. <laughs> Fucking hicks. And, and their dividend checks going down. We're splitting up our dividends. I mean, I get it, though. That always was a nice thing. I'm like, oh, I just get a check for living here once a year. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Well, that's what happens when you have a state with unlimited resources and no Just know where to put it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That is should that's how America should be. <laughs> okay, so there's no like we're gonna make a Missouri City, Kansas as a rebellion. No, I mean all that shit <laughs> again kind of went away with the whole MU leaving, and uh, I mean we still make fun of them for owning slaves. But I mean, yeah, of course. And then Missouri's like, I don't see what's wrong with that. And they're like, yeah, hey, we gotta get them back. <laughs> God, fucking Missouri! What a were well, they were one of the last ones to. Or weren't they to, to join? Like, to well, join. The, this is the whole thing. So Missouri, the whole reason they have a boot hill is so they could have slaves, because oh, Congress Missouri. had already passed a law that are below a certain parallel that you couldn't have slavery, and Missouri was all above that, and so they gave them Cape Girardeau and that little boot hill, so they're kind of just dipping their toe in that slavery pool. That's insane. Yeah. Like as long as we just keep them <laughs> in this direction. My toes in. My toe's in. My toe is in. Um, this is completely off topic, kind of. Not really, but okay. because we, I mentioned Arkansas earlier. All right. The spelling of Arkansas and the fact that it's pronounced Arkansas. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on that? Because it's clearly Arkansas. Uh, no, because I believe we're the ones that fuck up the pronoun- pronunciation. Really? So, like, it should be Kinsaw? Uh, I think well, like, yeah, because it's after the Kinsaw. Oh, now now I said it out loud. I was like, oh, that sounds like a that sounds more native. Native Kansas, but also I feel like other saw. I'm fucking gonna get slaughtered by whatever natives are left. But yeah, whatever saw Indian tribes there are besides those. Now maybe we just fucking spell it wrong as yeah. Americans. Could be like there's like Chickasaw, but it's a W at the end. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, sure it's white people fucking it up left uh, and right. No, absolutely. A thousand Especially percent. with Kansas. Yeah, no, I think Arkansas is absolutely, probably way closer to the way you're supposed to say it. 
Probably. Oh, that's so interesting because I always just assumed it was like these dumb Arkansasians. Yeah, well, it's it's one of the few things people from Arkansas say correctly. Oh, fuck. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's all the only thing they can pronounce with their teeth. Um, are there a lot of natives in Kansas? Because I feel like there's a lot of like Indian I, influence, or were they like or Native American? Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably not. Not in Kansas City. No. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't really know the history behind that. How many uh, how many of our Indians or our Native Americans were sent down to Oklahoma? Yeah, because there's a lot of reservations. There's there a lot of reservations, especially in Oklahoma. Um, and I, I, I honestly, I know there's a lot of casinos. Not to be super racist, but I know, but but they're but owned by they're the owned tribes, by the so, tribes. Yeah. Uh, so they're somewhere. I j- I just I'm I don't know. They're just somewhere. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, yeah. I because I um growing up in. In Alaska, there's a lot of Native Alaskans, and I forgot until I left. I was like, oh, that's not, you don't see a lot of Natives anywhere. Yeah. No, we learned that, me and Jeff Dye and Arden Mirren and Bill Dwyer and, uh, I can see his face, and Jerry uh, walked into a Native bar in downtown Fairbanks. Oh. And didn't really know it. Well, I think Jerry, obviously. That's so funny, like a native bar. It's like, this is their bar. And as soon as we walked in, they all just kind of looked at us. We just sat at the end and drank and had a good time. Yeah, it's not like a big deal, but. One of them came up to us and started talking. We had a good time with him and we had fun. And then as we were leaving, he was like, hey, can you buy me a beer? And we're like, no. No. And we left. (laughs) Uh, I I applaud his. uh, Well, he asked Jeff Dye first. And Jeff Dye's the nicest guy in the world. And he's like, will you buy me a beer? And he's like, no. No. You're like, well, well, Jeff Jeff said no. Fuck. (laughs) You ever see any ghost UFO stuff? I feel like that's out in the open. That's Uh, where people would get butt probed. No UFO stuff. No real good. The closest thing that ever had to me with a ghost was a few years ago. My parents had always, my parents lived in a house that my mom grew up in that's so kansas they bought it for my grandpa uh right after i graduated high school which was great because they moved close it was in kansas city and oh that's great uh so now they live in town which is awesome for everyone yeah and uh so they bought that house and it was also like party central for my mom's side of the family when my grandpa lived there and still oh, kind of is like this is where all the family met people and just like, come over and hang out like it's very open door policy i love that and uh so one night and they had always said that grandma haunted the she would turn lights off in the house oh wow but i also know that there's a short in that switch <laughs> so that's you're like okay it's yeah. grandma but it's also maybe yeah. grandma fucked up the switch because she was tired of you guys wasting maybe. electricity also a lot of the electricity was wired by my grandpa and so that's why it <laughs> just turns off and yeah, on. grandpa's not an electrician no he was, he was just a man so <laughs> building a house because that's what men did back then but one night and so, but i just let them have their thing I never yeah. said your bullshit. I never said it was bullshit. Yeah, I'm not going to shit on their superstitions about grandma. So one night during, over the summer a couple years ago, uh, everyone's gone to bed. I think I was drunk. <laughs> I'm um, shocked. I walked downstairs, got super high, and came back up, and I was like kind of freaked out. And I don't get paranoid yeah. when I smoke weed. No. But I was freaked out. I was like, something's not right. And I was like, I'll just, so I just, I, did, I even kind of walked around the house a little bit, went to bed. There was a thunderstorm coming in. Oh. And uh, so I just go to bed. I'm laying in bed. I can't sleep. And the fucking phone rings. My parents' phone, the house phone. Rings Whoa. At like one in the morning. What the fuck? And I'm like, what the, who the fuck's calling here? And, I, and I'm up and I, and I hear my dad answer the phone and he hangs it up. I'm like, I don't even get out of bed. I just go, who was it? <laughs> and he was like, I couldn't tell. They, were, they weren't speaking English. And now I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, God. And uh, the phone rings again. <gasps> and he was like, hello. He's like, he's like, I can't understand what you're saying. And I'm like, something's up. House alarm goes off. Whoa. I just got chills. And my mom has a tendency when the house, because the alarm's gone off for a couple of reasons you know, throughout the years. the years and mom just runs to the keypad. Yeah. 
Like, doesn't even think about if there's danger. She just wants the She's alarm like, off. shut the fucking alarm off. So I get up and I go, stay back. <laughs> stay back. And oh, I was Chris like, is high again. So I, and I'm fucking <laughs> Call of Duty in it all the way down to the <laughs> keypad. I'll save us. And dad's like, dad comes around the corner and dad has a gun next to his bed. He does not have it on him. And I'm like, where's your fucking You're like, gun? What is the point of yeah. the gun next to your bed? Go, where's your fucking gun? He goes, well, uh, ugh, God damn it. So we, <laughs> we fucking call of duty down to the keypad. And I look at the keypad and it says zone 10. And I'm so keyed up at this point. I just go, zone 10, zone 10. And I look it up. It's the back door. The storm had blown the door. <laughs> That's all that was going on. So, so I close the door, but I and I just kind of fucking collapse on. I just sit down on the floor, and Dad's like, "Are you alright?" I'm like, "Yeah, I just need to calm the fuck down." <laughs> and then the phone rings again. No, uh. and it, we figure out it's Grandpa's hospice. The lady had called, and she had such a thick Spanish accent, and Dad was so asleep. Yeah, and he couldn't understand what she was saying. Yeah, but they were basically telling us that they were taking Grandpa to the hospital and shit. Like we needed to get everything in order. Yeah, and so I That's was crazy. like, "Oh, that was Grandma being like, get the fuck get up, get the fuck up, shit's going down." Yeah, and so like we had to call everyone and be like, "Get up, wake up, get to the hospital." Grandpa's on the last legs, and we all met up at the hospital, and he he. We got to say our goodbyes. Oh, and, and, Grandpa. And it was so much fun because we all, like, my family's very Catholic and very drunk. And <laughs> so we all it's just. one sit, of the same, really, for a lot of families. We balls. Like, that's yeah. our holiday. Yeah. So when we were all sitting outside, we just told stories about Grandpa, who was not the brightest dude in the planet <laughs> a lot. And so, and we were just laughing so hard. And this lady that was over on the other side of the emergency room, she goes, you guys are the coolest family I've ever seen. Oh, my God. She goes, can I join your family? She was like, because he's, you know, you obviously love him and he's passing, yet you guys are out here having a good time remembering him. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you oh. know, I had already cried. That's sweet. Yeah, you got it out of you or yeah, whatever. So And then we just, and I, we all went and got McDonald's. We, we were there till the wee hours of the morning. It was one of the coolest. That sounds like my extended family. Yeah. And then by the time we, you know, and then he wasn't, he wouldn't pass. So we all went home and he won't die. And, this and, man. They, and then eventually they called and they're like, he's gone. Oh, grandpa. Man, that's crazy, though. But that was that was then I was like, all right, maybe you're like, OK, maybe it's haunted. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe grandma's around. You had any incidents place. since then? No, not really. I like the idea that your grandpa's up there like quit fucking with the lights. That's they think it's my fault. They're going off. I did a damn good job <laughs> on the <this> house. <laughs> Leave him alone. Um, how long you? When did you leave Kansas? Oh uh, five. Oh five. I left the weekend of Katrina. Oh. I know that because it had already hit the refinery, so the gas prices had skyrocketed through the roof. So I remember filling up in Arizona, and gas was a dollar thirty more than it had ever been ever. Yeah. And I just remember laughing, going, "You've literally picked the worst weekend in history." This is not to drive halfway across. The country. Was it hard to leave? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I mean, I cried the first 90 miles. Really? Because like, you like, are really close to your family? I'm really close to my family. And I think part of me knew that I probably wasn't coming back. Yeah. 
So it's just a big change. It was just a like it was a huge and then like like my dad couldn't even look at me. No, because you were leaving. Because I and like I thought he was mad, and then I just realized he didn't want to cry in front of me. Oh, because he's a fucking dad. Yeah, and man uh, up, dads. But in the in the in the moment, I was like, "What the fuck? You mad at me for like being a grown up?" And then I left, and yeah, but it was never. Uh, I'm gonna turn. It was never like I got to turn around and go home. I'm making a mistake. No, it was. Just it was just. Like, it's a big change. It's a huge deal. Yeah, and I drove out by myself. Yeah, no one with you. No one with me. Were you dating anyone at the time that you broke oh, up God, with? No. Like, no. Oh God, no. How long had you been doing comedy at that point? Seven years. Seven years. Were you already like headlining on the road? Yeah, I was kind of like at this point where I didn't have any TV credits, so I was like headlining the Wednesday, Sunday, and then featuring for either uh, Tommy Davidson, John Witherspoon was a lot of my work. Yeah. Not because they requested me, but they they wanted a white dude that was funny. And different than them. And they also didn't care. Like, I could do as well as I wanted in front of them. Like, I could destroy them. They weren't like, hey, tone it down. No, because they were... They were going somewhere else completely different, and they were all there to see them. Yeah. Like, I was performing in front of predominantly black audiences. Yeah. And so, it was fine. Like, I could be the... I was definitely a different comic at that time. Yeah. I was a goofy white kid. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think that influenced how you grew in comedy? What's that? Doing, like, a lot of black audiences. Do you think that, like, changed or influenced your comedy at all? It definitely brought out that goofy side of me. Yeah. You know, because... Well, that's also where I was as a person. Like, I was yeah. a goofy kid that didn't really have any... Like, I was making some money telling jokes. And, yeah. And living in Kansas. And, you know, I struggled for a long time to get up to, like, a working feature comic. And then so, right before I moved to L.A., I took, like, a year and moved into a house in Kansas City with my buddy. And, oh, like, wow. lived well beyond my means. Right? No, 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 no. Under your means? Lived well within my means. Oh, within your means? Yeah, like... To just lean in and, like, work as hard as you could with well, comedy? Yeah, but also, like, I worked so hard, I, like, I, I didn't want to come out to L.A. and just keep struggling. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to take a year, have fun in Kansas City. Yeah. One last hurrah, live with one of my best friends, who yeah. I, up, I don't talk to anymore because he's a douchebag. Because <laughs> like, that's what happens sometimes when you live together. Right? Uh, but no, we actually didn't. Stop being friends till after I moved out. Oh, okay. And uh, but like we lived together, we had buddies over. It was like the house to hang at. It's fun. We were right in this bar district in Kansas City called Waldo, so we oh, could shit. get shit faced and just walk home. And, oh, that's nice. And we could play drums and play music, and like we had a blast. And then and then yeah, moved to Kansas and moved to L.A. Damn. With like one last year, hurrah! And it was fucking a great time. Went and saw a bunch of concerts. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, traveled to see bands and uh, yeah and so then when I moved out to LA I was ready to just work just hit the ground you're like I'm putting all my energy into work now and then I was lucky enough to get last comic like six months into it yeah yeah. did did that just happen organically like I just they saw you somewhere or what management company okay and they were like we think you should because at this point the year I did it was the first year it came back yeah okay so, like, there were a lot. Who of won that year? Josh Blue. Okay. Ah. Uh, so, there were a lot of question love marks Josh. as to, like, you know, because the third season, they didn't even announce the winner. Like, they didn't even They make didn't? It. That's they, so funny. I didn't even know that. They canceled it before the end of it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. And so, uh, which was a bummer. For, yeah. For comedians and for I think, whoever. I think it was Alonzo won that. Oh, and that so, sucks. Yeah, they didn't even announce it. Like, Jay Moore announced it on, like, Sirius Radio or something. God damn it. So, but Alonzo did fine. Yeah, he's doing great. Uh, So, but the year I did it, they were like, last comic standing's coming back. Like, we'll see. We don't know. And so my management was like, we think you should try out, but we think you should drive to Phoenix to do it. Because uh-huh. if you do the L.A. audition, like, you're going up against some Everyone. huge names. Uh. So go to Phoenix. Okay. And so I drove to Fe- like, and they didn't say like, "Here's money." They're like, "Out of your own pocket, drive." Good to luck. So, but they got me a time. They got okay. me like a so a, like an allotted slot yeah. instead of like just cattle call. Exactly. So I woke up at six a.m., drove to Phoenix, went to the audition, did like ninety seconds, and they were like, "Yeah, you're in." Went, oh my god! And so I was like, "Great." 
Which is kind of what they said was going to happen. Yeah, like you just have to do the audition and don't yeah. fucking eat too many dicks. So went and did that. And so then went and did. Then I had like four hours to kill. I didn't have a room. I didn't have money for a hotel room. I know that feeling. I think every comedian knows that. Like, I'll just fucking loiter. So, yeah, I just hung out in the parking lot of the Tempe Improv. Yeah. And, like, I think I walked down to, like, Taco Bell and, like, ate very slowly. <laughs> and then finally, and, like, didn't even, couldn't shower. I just Fuck. had to, like, go hang out. And, uh, and then I just remember having just, like, a great set. And I won the audience vote or whatever. Oh, that's great. And I remember I, I got the envelope, and after the end of it, I drove back to L.A., and it was the shortest drive. Oh, because you were just I was high? Just like, ah! Were you like, this is it? I'm going to be yeah, in kind, Madison Square Garden next year. I don't know about all that. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, I can't believe And I remember calling my manager and being like, I, I'm through. I did it. And he was just like, ah! We didn't know what was gonna happen. And I think it was like <laughs> I think it was just a six-hour scream. Uh, I love that. Being just like just ah, joy, yeah, and you're like it's happening. Playing all of my favorite songs and screaming, it's like them raging. Ah, uh, I love that. And uh, yeah, and then, but yeah, so I got super lucky in that fashion. And that was a fun experience for you, the whole last comic standing. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that helped a lot, right? Oh, it helped a whole bunch. Yeah, it just made me a headliner. Of course. Uh, you know, all that went away. Like, you realize how quickly that reality show stuff just fucking... Petered out, uh, kind yeah. of. Like, like, if you were in at the beginning and could get into those clubs, fucking drop yeah. your dick on the table when they were willing to be like, oh, last comic standing, come in. Absolutely. But and, nowadays, and I feel like... Well, not I don't know that, any credit that they go, oh. Well, mainly just the fans stop showing up. Because oh. you realize they're not fans of you as much as they're fans of the show. Yeah. So, like, you go, the first eight months after the show, we were doing theaters. Oh, fuck. And then, you know, we'd do a couple theaters, and then you'd go to a club, and it'd be sold out in advance. Yeah. And, you know, you're just making all this money. And then the new, and then all of a sudden, people just stop showing up. And it's because the new season starts, or American Idol, because they're reality show fans. Oh, so they're just like, whatever the thing is. Whatever the thing oh, is, Oh, America's yeah. Got Talent is touring now. The amount of people that- We gotta save our money for that theater. The amount of people that come up to me and say, oh, like I saw you during the last Comic Standing Run these years, like, no one. There's like maybe two or three people that are like, I remember you from last Comic Standing Do you think it's just like, do you think part of it's an oversaturation of content? No, I think, well, I think- Every or that the show didn't. The show just kept going. Yeah. And so like, and I was season four. They went into season seven or something. Yeah, I guess it is like you think about American Idol, and I used to watch that, and it's like, who do I really remember besides a couple of the winners? Yeah, and probably just so the it, first one. Kelly yeah, and then Clarkson. it's like uh, there's probably a handful of people out there who, for whatever you know reasons, they saw Last Comic, and they're diehard fans for, you know, some person on each... Like, I'm sure there's, a like, some people yeah. that do... Or they're out there, and they've been your fans since then, because... But a lot of those people who were, like, 14 were during the last... Kind of, they're like, yeah. when I was a kid, we watched you on Last Comic Standing, and now I'm 21 and 23, and I love all your records. That's awesome. But it's, but it's like... not... Yeah, but there's not a lot of adults that are, like... But there, there are some. I won't say there aren't some, but there are, aren't a... It's not as many as you would it, think. Yeah, it's not very many. Yeah, but and also the years after, like, because like oh six oh seven was last comic, and then oh eight oh nine was fun, and then like ten and eleven, like, I stopped getting booked. <gasps> no. Yeah, I remember the like improvs, on the road. It was just the like improvs and funny bones were like, now nah, we're not going to use you this year. Uh, just we're trying to get some new talent in there, and then you Damn. know there was definitely like this weird moment where they were trying to do like. They were bringing all these young kids in, and, and I think all I know is the next year I got a lot more weeks. Oh, they were probably trying to bring in a lot of people who had, like, heat at the moment. Heat at the moment. And yeah. realizing a lot of those people, it's like, yeah, but they haven't, they don't know how to do, do comedy. Do 20 minutes, let yeah. alone fucking headline Nor show. are they going to fill rooms. No. So, but, and now, thanks to, spe like, it's finally starting to build up and to be, you know, fun again. Yeah, that's... That's great. Not that it was never not fun. I'm just talking about like where it's like not as stressful. It's not, it's yeah, not, not like you're not stressful. wondering like what the fuck. Yeah, like if next week got canceled, it wouldn't. You're like, how will I live? My, yeah, I can't wait to get to that. 
It took I can't a long wait time. to get to the point where they're like, we have to reschedule you. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, don't that's know. Fine. I just won't eat in April. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'll be fine. I need to lose weight. Um, fuck. When did you do your first special? Uh, well, I did a DV. I did a DVD right after last comic. Okay. Screaming from the cosmos. Oh. And, uh, so and that's still out there. You know, that came out in like 08 or 09, maybe. Oh, shit. And then I did a Comedy Central Presents around that time. Nice. So that was 09, I think. Okay. And then and then I had some time off. And then... Uh, ugly and there was that 10-11 patch. And then Ugly and Angry. Well, the thing was, like, Last Comic Standing was such a huge boost. Yeah. And my Comedy Central Presents, I thought, was going to be similar. Yeah. Or at least a re-energizing, and no one gave a I don't, fuck. I genuinely don't know if those help. I don't think those help anyone. I don't do shit. Well, it's like, oh, we're airing it on a Thursday at 1 a.m. once, and it's like, yeah. And somebody no, said you can't even find them on the website to download. I, it's, it's weird. Which like, is horse shit. It's tough. It's weird. Uh, and it's like, but also. <laughs> Which is horse shit. But if you'd like me to do one, Comedy Central, I am. <laughs> Also, if you bring it back, my name's Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm available. My reps are at this. I will be available in April. My weekends work. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was just a rude awakening. Like, oh, like. Then maybe every- there's not going to be a thing that makes you. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe last comic standing was just a weird anomaly. Yeah. And also, but also I went back and watched that the other day. and The Comedy Central or Lost Yeah, Comedy the Comedy Central, Central oh. Presents. And I'm so. Pro- people probably think I'm coked out of my mind, but I was sick and I was just starting to mess around with coffee. Oh, and so earlier in the day, I'm all fucked up on coffee. I'd had a triple latte earlier in the day. Oh, sick jitters. And uh, <laughs> and then about five o'clock, I started to feel sick again. So not knowing how coffee worked, <laughs> I had another triple. latte, <gasps> And Whoa, I was sweating. Whoa. And I'm talking super fast. Oh, God. And it's just like, and for years, I was like, I crushed that set. <laughs> I crushed that. And then oh, I wa- no. And then I watched it the other couple years back, and I was like, oh, fuck. I think that we all do that with any set, though, because we've grown so much. No. But I'm, this is like another I'm level. fucked. Uh, and I'm sweating. Like, I remember during the filming. You're I, like, everyone thinks I'm a severe drug addict looking at this or that I'm like. Well, people probably think that anyway. But <laughs> I, had a, I had a set list on a teleprompter. It was just static. It was just six different. Oh, just topics. I, yeah. All of a sudden, all that went away. And it said, towel sweaty. And I was like, I don't know what that means. You just kept going. And I just kept going, and that gets deleted. It says, "You are very sweaty. Use the towel." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." And I looked out. I'm just drenched. That's so and, interesting that they. And it's yeah, and I and I can also see. I mean, only I can see this, but there's a moment where I'm doing my act, and I'm very much like my eyes are staying centered because I'm reading the teleprompter. Yeah. You're like, "What towel? I don't have a towel, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we went over the set I'm going to do. Dude, dude, it was up there. Why are you fucking with me? That's so interesting because I watched for the first time this year. I saw a couple people film their half hours. And it was interesting watching some people have to. I don't know. There were some people where I was like, oh, this is something's going wrong. Yeah. And I like and I don't know if the audience knew, but I'm like, are they forgetting their jokes or like there were sometimes like I saw someone repeat something. And now hearing you say that, I, you know, from the audience, I'm like, he's just repeating a joke because he didn't go. Oh, we're going to redo this joke. Yeah. So maybe he's just like, I'm just going to go back through it. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, I wish you would have said. Yeah, something. something. And then they had my friend come out and they're like, we're going to come out and do an encore. And she's like, I don't know. They, they, I guess she she told me she goes backstage. She, in my opinion, and I think anyone who was there, she crushed. And like, we're gonna have you come back. Just get back out there and do some more jokes. And she's like, "What?" And she did come out and just did more jokes. But we still don't know why. Oh, uh, they probably were short maybe on they, time. Oh yeah, probably, maybe. They made, they made, or that maybe they were getting the intro again because they go, "Please welcome to the stage." Yeah, maybe. But they, if they were just doing that, they would have just said, "Hey, we're gonna reintroduce you." That's true. So maybe they just needed to fill the whatever need, amount of yeah. non-commercial. They probably break had like time. bare minimum amount of time, and they're like, "We need some more." Let's just have some extra in case we don't have exactly. We're losing sponsors left and right. <laughs> we 
we can only show Girls Gone Wild commercials so many times. Yeah, they made a comic do that when the night I filmed, not me. But yeah, else, so. that's got to be crazy because you're already so in your head, and then to have someone go, "No, we need you to redo that one," and you're like, "Why?" Or or just going, "Hey, we need you to do another bit," and you're like, "I've been working on that set for fucking six months." Yeah, you're like, "That's the set. That's, that's the those s- are the bits." And you're, you're like, "No, do one that you didn't think was good enough." And you're like, "What? Well, that's fucking nuts." Man, because I feel like I met you when Ugly and Angry was like just coming out. When did that come out? Thirteen. I was like, or maybe I didn't meet you. Maybe I just was like, "There's Chris Porter. <laughs> there he is." Because I don't remember when I actually met you. Because I did La Jolla with you once when I was like a little baby comedian. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But it was I don't know at least in the Tommy days of the comedy store. Oh, the Tommy. The Tommy store. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Ages. Is he still doing his open mic? I don't think so. I went to that once. The, there was at that Charlie Chaplin house. I don't know. I just saw videos. I just saw his rants on the internet. Oh, I didn't. I was never his Facebook friend. I was mostly just afraid. I'm like, what if he sees my statuses? He thinks I'm not good enough no, for my some, development spots. I think someone shared like a link and I watched it. Oh, no. And it was just him talking about how he cultivated all of us. And I made them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I wonder how many people that we know that he just claims remember being like Whitney's famous because of me and I'm like because of you specifically you did that okay I mean it has nothing to do with like Whitney and her ability and her her managers and incredible work ethic and her fucking hard work ethic that she's a fucking it was you Tommy in the booth (laughs) you going the good stuff that's what made her (laughs) fucking hey man you gotta let delusional people be delusional it's like you know what if that's what keeps him happy god bless but it's like you also can't argue with them no, you can't, because you can't talk reason into a crazy Absolutely. Person. Like, you use reason, and they're like, no. They'll like, literally look at you and go, no. Yeah, I dated a guy once, that, in, like, retrospect, he, like, used car salesman to me into a relationship. And there were times we'd get in arguments, and I'd just have to be like, yeah, I'm done arguing. He's like, oh, so you give up. And I'm like, no, you're, like, actually too dumb for me. <laughs> you, like, cannot receive information. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. There's only so many times I can hit this wall Yeah, <laughs> before I start to hurt myself. I just remember seeing Tommy at that some open mic that was down the street from the comedy store, and I was just, you know, going looking at the list, going to whatever open mic, running my shit. I saw him there. I do my time. I get off stage, and he comes up to me and starts to, like, critique my set. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. You don't get to do that anymore. <laughs> you don't get to touch me there. Yeah. You've done enough. <laughs> um, fuck. Any misconceptions about Kansas that like you feel like are popular that are dumb? I don't know. I think a lot of people think that uh, we're dumb. Uh, <laughs> and you know, yeah, you get that podunk country. I think people are like with the South. And, oh, you know, that's true. Not and Southern people aren't dumb. They're slow. Yeah, but that's different. Like, and I'm not talking like they're mentally slow. They just, they just like live slow. slowly. But there's a lot of smart motherfuckers that yeah, they all talk down here, man. And you it's know. always weird hearing someone with that slow accent say say smart shit, and you're like, yeah. my brain isn't. We got yeah, but they're super. Well. You know, they're super smart. Uh, there's definitely some dumb motherfuckers. I mean, there's dumb people I, everywhere. There's dumb yeah, and I don't think it's any. There's the dumb people with perfectly non-accented, well-dictioned English yeah. that are like, Wearing I'm a fucking idiot. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, no, I don't, I don't think people think a lot about Kansas. Yeah, you're like, I like, think they just gloss over, except for like Wizard people, of Oz. Yeah, it's a lot of Wizard of Oz stuff. Smallville. I, even that is kind of, you know. I think we're the last generation of people that really gave a fuck about Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Because I feel like they tried to remake it a few times or whatever, and it's like no one cares. Yeah, other than the Wiz. Yeah. And and now with the MJ thing. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's Wicked, I guess, but that has nothing to do with Kansas because it takes place in Oz. Yeah. So it's like a lot of, like, whenever I tell people I'm from Kansas, they're like, wow, I, I don't know anything about Kansas. Yeah, they don't go like. You're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. And you're like, shut the so, fuck up. Yeah, sometimes you ever, Does no do. place truly feel like home? How's Toto? Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, well, we're done here. How often do you go back and visit? Depending on the year, like four or five times. Four or five times. You're really close with your family, huh? Yeah. Is that, do you think that's a um, Midwest thing? You think that's just your family thing? No, I mean, I know a lot of people that are close with their family. I'm so distant to my family that I'm always fascinated. Uh-huh. And it's more it's much more normal to be close to your family. I remember dating a guy. I won't name him. But 
but in the Patreon. No, it doesn't matter. But he was super close to his family. He'd call his mom every day. And he was like, I do it for her. My dad says she's in a notably better mood. Yeah. If I call, he's like, I don't need to talk to my mom every day. Yeah. But I was like, he's like, I'm calling my mom. And I remember starting dating and being like, why? Is something wrong? <laughs> because just because it's so different than my family. But also if I were to live in Florida where most of my extended aunts and uncles are. Yeah. They all get together on the weekends. Like they go hang out at each other's places. I'd probably do that. But Of course. Yeah, I, call, I talk to my parents not once a day, but pretty close, pretty close to once a day. Uh, my mom, I have to call. She doesn't call very much. Just because she's, she's mom. She's just like, yeah, we'll talk. It's no big deal. I'm here. I'm here. Like, we're friends. Yeah. If I got something to tell you, I'll call you. That's cute. Uh, dad calls a lot just because he's on the road. He's a realtor, so like, oh, he's just call. all around. Just call while he's in the car. He's just, yeah. What are you doing? Uh, I like that. And then Andy calls. Andy, my sister lives down the street from me. That's so funny. She calls. Right what does she do? She's a producer. Okay, so it's Hollywood esque stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, we're close. I text with my cousins quite a bit. I love that. Are family values important to you? Do you want to have a wife and kids one day? It's not super important. No, it's like whatever. I'd like to have a wife, I think, and then kind of see what she wants to do. Yeah, like, I mean, if this bitch wants to get fat and pregnant, I'll let her. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's like one of those things where, like, it should be a decision between Yeah, you shouldn't go. I guess that's so interesting. Yeah, it's. The same only on a much bigger scale of I have girlfriends who already have like in their mind their wedding planned out like the dresses yeah. and the colors. And it's like you don't even have someone who takes you on dates ever. But you yeah. have the. But, but then this is a human life. But that's different. Like, yeah. No dude's going to be like, you're going to you're not going to wear that dress. And if he is, you're a beard. Run. Well, yeah. Then you need to leave. But it's like, I don't give a fuck what wedding dress you wear. But. Like, do I get to put in your butt after the ceremony but I'm or what? I'm not going to come in and be like, you're going to have my baby. Yeah. And or should, you know, but if the girl's like, I think we should have a baby and it's a girl. If I feel like marrying her, then I'll probably have a baby with her. Yeah. She wants one. They're like, it feels like this is a good person to have a baby yeah. with. But if I met a girl that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with and she was like, I don't want children. I'd be like, cool. Yeah. You're not going to make that's a deal breaker. Yeah. I think that's how everyone should be. Is it like if it happens and it makes sense? Yeah, but I'm also at that it's age where it's not my problem like, to be like, this is how everyone should be. Yeah, it's like people aren't going to change at my age. Yeah. Oh, so you're like, they're not going to... Like, you, you marry a girl at 25, so she doesn't want to have a baby. Odds are at 31, that girl's going to want to have a baby. Yeah, so you think, like, you'll probably marry someone at your age? Your age? Close to it. Like, I dated a girl for two years that was 11 years younger, and it was like... And it was like hell? It wasn't hell. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> she was a great person. Yeah. I just... I. I realized she wasn't the girl I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Which is fine. And a lot of that had to do with not just the age gap, but just we came you're, up in, from different places. You're in different places. Yeah, yeah that happens. Um, your new special. A man from Kansas. A man from Kansas. Yeah. Well, I had to get away from the adjective ampersand adjective. Thing. I did wonder when you put out the second one, I was like, is this his thing? I like that. Because there have been times. Yeah. I don't know about you. Probably every comedian. You ever like have a thought? And you're like, that'd be a good name for a special. And I'm like, why do I have names for eight specials? I haven't yeah. fucking recorded one special. Relax. Uh, I remember after I did Lost and Alone, I already was. I was like, oh, I'm gonna name my next album Gaspacho. <laughs> and I had this vision of me laying naked in a fucking vat of fucking red shit. Stop it! I can't. Not. I, I'm getting too turned on. And uh, <laughs> you know, just because it was gonna. I don't. I had a reasoning behind it at the time, but it, it obviously didn't take. But It's always weird when you have these like high manic reasonings. You're like, this is brilliant. And you're like, why did I think that was a good idea? I don't even know. Well, uh, the reason I called the second one Lost and Alone was because I was kind of both of those things. Were you on the road a lot? Well, I'm always on the road. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, Ugly and Angry was, everyone's like, you're not ugly. I'm like, yeah, it's more about the material. It's yeah. Like more the tone. Also, stop telling me I can't feel the way I feel. Yeah. Dude, when people get mad about self-deprecating humor or they feel like they have to be like, hey. Yeah. You're, you're fine. You're not that ugly. Or it's like, yeah, but I don't know. I just have a big yeah. stick up my ass over like, oh, if, if other people are allowed to just proclaim that they're beautiful and they feel that way and you need to accept it, yeah. I should be allowed to be like, I feel hideous and you need to accept that I identify as ugly. But also, there's nothing funny about I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty. Yeah. 
There's it's not no, relatable. It's not relatable. And when you say, and that's what I say to him. Yeah. I go, there's no happy comedy. Yeah. It's all rooted in some sort of pain. Deep, deep pain. So it's like, shut up. Yeah. This is not, it's a comedy club, not a feelings club. Yeah, fuck. And, I, and that, that almost enraged, like, there's always like, a, it's always, it's never a dude. It's always a woman that's like, aw, ah. You're like, you gotta go. You fucking shut the fuck up. Shit too seriously. You're yeah, making me feel bad. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to feel bad about the no, things that I've already dealt with and I've made jokes about. Yeah, you're actually re- you're actually making me regress. <laughs> I feel more lost and alone yeah. than I ever have. Your help, your tries to help are literally kicks in the dick. Yeah, this is making everything worse. So yeah, so ugly and angry was about how the material was, and then lost and alone was kind of the same. Like it didn't really, the album itself doesn't really have a through line or anything. It's just it's just where you were at. It's just I had an hour of material that I needed to get. You rid wanted of. to put somewhere. Yeah, you're like yeah. I wrote these jokes. I like them. I wrote th- yeah. So doesn't always have to have a theme. Yeah, is it the greatest record? No, but it's maybe. But you wanted a new record, and here's what I have. Yeah. <laughs> This is what you get, you yeah. hungry monsters. Yeah, it's like, I love the Black Crows. All of their records are good. Some yeah. of them are great. Yeah, and you're like, I still will listen to this. It's I not amazing. St- but I still listen to those records. Yeah. So, and people love that record. Yeah. And uh, but and I think people will, uh, you know, I'm really proud of a man from Kansas, so uh, I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. How When you put out your first, when you put out Ugly and Angry, did you feel at, after a little while a certain pressure to like put something else out? Like you're like, ah, oh, it's it's been a few years or it's well, been a yeah, couple. Yeah, just because I had fans being like, well, what's next? What's yeah, because I'm starting to get that from my very small. And it's pool. like, oh, okay. And then, but you know, I started to, I really started to learn, and I know this is sad, but I really at, after 13 years started to learn like the business end of it, where you're like, oh, if I keep putting out material, you keep getting fans and stuff. Yeah, like people keep growing, they keep so, putting you. Uh, so yeah, and I put this hour together, and I thought it was a solid hour, and uh, you know, Comedy Dynamics didn't want it, so I put it out on Stand Up Records, and nice, and it's fun and it's good, uh, and then Comedy Dynamics wanted to do something this time, yeah, so we did a Man from Kansas. So. I like that. When is it out? April sixteenth. Yeah, is when it's out on like where you have to like pay for it and shit. Yeah. And then three days later, it comes out on Spotify and all that stuff. Oh, shit. And then, like, three months after that, it'll come out on Prime and all that. Amazon Prime and all that stuff? Yeah. So people can pre-order it? People can pre-order it now. If they go to my Instagram or my Twitter, there's links. In the bio and stuff? I am Chris Porter, yeah. And on uh, Twitter, it's a it's a pinned tweet. Pinned tweet. Yeah. Love the pinned tweet. Gotta dig it. Uh, all right, well, anything, let me say. We covered everything. How do you feel about Superman? Did you hear about that town that renamed itself Smallville for a day? No. There's a town, Hutchinson, Kansas. Yeah. Somebody, one of my um, listeners sent, they're like, how long is the drive from Smallville to Metropolis? But I just want to tell that person, you fucko, that I looked this up. Okay. There was a town in Kansas. I say you fucko. It's like a very fun listener. But um, named Hutchinson, Kansas. And for a day, they renamed it Smallville because that's allegedly where superman was from okay who gives a shit but someone also me those abs Mm, superman faster than the speeding bullet yes and i looked up the drive from hutchison to metropolis illinois which is a real city they have a statue of superman wait can i guess hutchinson to metropolis yeah i'm gonna say 10 hours nine hours and 13 minutes on the 70 there it is but a little bit longer if you take the 60. But if you take the 60 person who's interested in fictional characters, you'll pass through a Springfield. So that's kind of fun. I love how you say it like East Californians say highways. Yeah. Because they, they would say you would take. Highway 60 East. Or uh, Highway 60 or East. Or US 60. It's US 60 or I-70. I-70. I guess I've been in L.A. too long. Because I yeah. used to always I-75, I-275 yeah. when I lived Only in. Only in California do they call. Do they the say five. The five. Wow, we're and pieces I of shit. Artic- I read an article as to why, and it was actually pretty, in- they, there was an article somewhere, and I read why we do it, and I can't remember what it was. It's like, well, there's no other road with that number. Who cares? Yeah, well, I think before they were numbered, it was like the like the Ventura Freeway is the 101. Oh. And it was like the Santa Monica Highway. Was the 10. 10. 
And so, oh, that's one, interesting. And so then once they got numbers, they were like the 10. The I heard from someone, I don't know if it was either the difference between odd numbers and even numbers or highway versus interstate. I think I heard that. Um, no, that can't be right. Even numbers run east to west. Odd numbers east run to west. To okay, south. that's what I was going to say. But yeah. then I was like. The difference between the highway and interstate, I don't know. Even numbers run east to west. Yeah. Like I-70. Yeah. Or I-80. Where's the five go? Five goes north. I guess it just goes up. And south, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example. What am I going to spend another hour on my podcast going, what, what about this? I-35, north to south. Ugh. You're like a genius. Kind of. You guys, thank you for doing this. Oh, anytime. I walk down three floors. You owe me. <laughs> I do. I owe you so big. We have one more show. It'll be fun. Thank you for having me this weekend. You guys, go follow Chris Porter at I am Chris Porter. And get his fucking special. He's great. Watch other stuff. Love you guys. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park